Well, let's start recording right in that. <laughs> JV and I were just talking about... First, we're back! <laughs> but JV and I were just talking a little bit about carburetor issues, four-wheeler issues, in a good way, because he shot a deer last night, which is always good. <laughs> oh, man. That yes. stinks. All right. So, JB and I are back. We're remote in that. Um, here, actually, a little... We're taking a late lunch in that. Uh, to do a little recap of... Uh, Last time we were podcasting, we, we were talking about the hunts we had coming up and that, but we went out west, we went to Harding on the east side, and uh, I had an elk tag for the Buttes, he had a goat tag, uh, we had some archery deer tags, and things like that, so we were going to take do our takes on it, uh, any other upcoming hunts, any special recipes, because, uh, you know, not to let the cat out of the bag, he was butchering, and then closing thoughts, so... Uh, really out west in Harding, JB. I wanted to know your take on the elk, the antelope, and the archery deer from your perspective. What'd you think of it? Because I got some perspectives, but I want to know what you think of it after all that we went through out there. I'll call it <laughs> for the elk. It was so disappointing and disheartening to see all this beautiful ground that just looks like it just be there's got to be elk here. There's got to be. And just nothing after nothing. And, you, you know, the sights are amazing there. But, it, it, you know, that was the part I was the most excited about. And to not even see one was a, a bull or a cow. Was, that was sad. That was a sad day. Yeah, Thanks. like... I got that call back from uh, uh, the conservation officer, and we were hunting in the right spots, but, like, you know, I, I talked to some other folks out there, and, like, it's not Colorado, you have to understand, He they told me, not you, but, you know, you have to understand that, what what's that county? I mean, I don't know, 60 by 60, something like that, and once there's a few hundred head of of elk out there yeah. so you just got to find it just right man so yeah. yeah i i i didn't know i went in that's the first time i've ever been elk hunting i went in knowing nothing i didn't learn a ton about what not to do because after talking to that guy he goes well you're hunting in the right spots that that road that we were on and up on the north side and that that they said yeah. that's that's where you go so who knows but um yeah it was i didn't know what and to there expect was a lot of and we were at the tail end yeah i talked to of any season is you know lessens your chance yeah and well it's open in december and the one thing i had talked to folks about it seems like sometimes when that snow comes uh out at harding uh in the prairie they like pack into some of those hills at the national forest and that so i mean you know could have been timings off i couldn't I, again, I couldn't know less about it, but yeah, I was wondering what your perspective was. It, I thought, you know, like I, I didn't know anything about. It. I, I still don't know anything about elk. You know what I mean? I've not, I've not been a hunter. I think it's a tough hunt because the areas where they would be are hard to get to and hard to see anything. Yeah. So finding the areas where you can actually see something is, I thought, was tough. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing, is like, you go in there, and it'd be all of a sudden, you know, Badlands-ish, kind of, you know, plateaus, mesas, whatever you want to call it, and then where, where it got where you think elk would be, God, it was hard to, it was just thick, you know, it was just, yeah. 
it's weird. Like, I've never been there. Like, when we drove, I always laugh when we drove up, we're like, oh, I didn't know this was what it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, just these huge buttes, just boom, there yeah. they are, yeah. out of nowhere. It was cool, it was beautiful, but it was oh, it was different. Crazy. Yeah, I, yeah I, w- I, I wish I could go in December, but I don't think it's going to work out. <laughs> no God, I, just to figure that out and it, at least learn something, because yeah, like you, I, it, it felt like we didn't learn a lot. Um, it seemed like we were on the right track, you know, from what the game warden had said. And yeah. Yeah. Other people you talked to had said, and then I read somewhere too, that kind of like other people were saying is a lot of times you just, the majority of people just see them right off the road. Yeah. Not too far in. We didn't do that. We went in. You know. So yeah, I, yeah, it, who knows it? Like you said, it could have just been timing. They could have just been somewhere else. Well, I mean, know, and there's not a ton. Yeah, they could be out in those, you know, private ranch prairie. You know, the yeah. weather was not bad, other than wind. You know what I mean? They could have just been yeah. hunkered down out in some ranch twelve miles away. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it was. Yeah. It was cool. What was your take on on antelope? So, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, I, I really think there's two different ways you could attack antelope and it, based on the experience. Mm-hmm. One is you go maybe a mile at a time, you find a knob, you glass for an hour or two, um, and then try to move in on them when you find them. And the other is what we did is keep moving. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest drawback to keeping moving is you hike eight miles in, and if that's where you find them, you have to haul it out yeah. eight miles, and it hurts bad. I wish it was just eight miles. I estimated wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, I my feet still have blisters under calluses i gotta tell you something i wore those under armor like lightweight <laughs> speed runners my toes still aren't right i think i got stress fractures yeah it's, yeah we shot one that was jb shot one ten and, a, and first off let's call it what it is it is a dandy so it's got uh, it's not the tallest but it had huge diggers big hooks and ivory tips that is one of the sweetest goats i've ever seen the more i talk about it with people Everybody's like, you're kidding, right? I'm like, no, it's awesome. So we shot one yeah, was, ten and a half nice in, goal. and it was, it was all that to get out. Yeah, that that part was rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I I think the next time I would definitely do the walk in, walk a mile or whatever, glass for a while, walk a little further. Yeah. I, I think I would pick like the same type of area we did where you just kept moving farther into the public that was landlocked. Well, there was there, there's two things that I learned about that. One is like I, the the goats I've shot have been like um the first weekend and I'm 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 a candid guy. Opening weekend, they're just easier. I want to say e- they're easy. They, I mean, 
And but if you don't make it out there, and I've only gone antelope hunting, that was my fifth time. I had a I had a doe tag, and um, I had the first two seasons I shot one, and the third one that was after they had like that uh, I don't know pneumonia or whatever it is, and then um, and then I went out to Butte County later in the season with Brooke, and then. Uh, we went the we went the last day. I mean, it's a sixteen day season. It's three weekends and the week in between. So yeah, it's sixteen, and like they're just they're in there so far. Like uh, so candidly, I mean, like day one, day one, it's that miles a, a pretty easy deal. You know what I mean? Until they get sure. some bullets flung in that. But yeah, that last day. Yeah, I went after it, and like I said, that buck was dandy. Like the more I think about it, is like that. That's I was looking at the two I've shot because I got their horns. I'm like, that's way nicer than mine. I'm the one. The second one I got's taller, but the diggers and the sweep on them, and that, like I said, the ivory white tips at the end. That's that's bananas. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah. That's one thing I learned about them too. Is like, uh, you know, you they don't want to cross fences. That's that's the one thing. So. Yeah, it, it kept they kept running up and down, up and down, up and down, and that's why when he poked his head around that knoll and he stopped for just a second, I I had to take the shot there because they knew he was going to turn around and bolt again. So I just shot him in the face. <laughs> you didn't shoot him in the face. I mean, you brained him a little bit, but you. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I, I, I took the back of the head, and <laughs> I, like I said, I, I tell people I took a poke at like, I, I, God, I was. I wish I would have sat up on that, but I didn't. You know, I mean, to set it back, so I was prone in the grass, and I was at two fifty. 250 and I left those elk loads in the 7mm and I, I I don't know I was just rushed you knew you knew what it was going to be I was rushed and I missed I missed a, a doe there and then like you just that was what would you say you were 150 yeah I wasn't terribly far yeah it it was just a little, I, I think it was even a little shorter like 130s or oh, something oh really I don't that's nice I don't remember exactly now but it, it wasn't far over 100 so it, it was a it was a pretty easy shot yeah you, know, you didn't have to worry about drop or anything did you what did you do with that mount were you were you gonna bury it in the garden kind of thing or what uh no i am gonna take it in oh i have it just sitting on top of my pergola rafters right now for nice. The to see. nice <laughs> i don't want the dog chew on it yeah i hear you i hear you like I said, that was a dandy. Bring that sucker in. That's a yeah. Uh, like you were saying, I want to take it in so that they can uh, 
dip it properly and yeah. not chew up the horns because that's my worry. I don't want rabbit. We have a lot of rabbits and stuff. Yeah. I'm going to put, I've got like deer that are like, a year and then two years old that still i'm gonna bury my horns this year i mean they're already bleached and that but i'm gonna bury the skulls to see if they can get the last bit of that pelt off of them that might be the way i go every year is just once the garden's done dig it up of course we got snow now Ugh. Yeah. But, yeah yeah cool what was your take on the archery deer side i got a take on it i couldn't believe uh, it i I thought that was oh, I. It blew my mind. All we could see were whitetail, um, and it was more whitetail territory, you know, in the where we were at. Uh, that real nice spot there. Um, I I was disappointed at my shots. Wow, that happens uh, all of us. Which, which I did come to find out uh, that my bow was off. Yeah, I, I must have knocked it off somehow. So, which explains why I missed that first shot too, because that went over him. Yeah. So first off, here's the thing: we found a water tank, and when we were there, like the you know classic Western South Dakota, it was warm, hot, and then it weather changed now. But we that last night we set that tank, and there were whitetails in there, and we had. We had West River Annie. Did you have statewide or did you go east and west? I went east and west this year. I had a state. I had I had all three. Okay. So I have an east, west, and statewide. My statewide was a doe tag though. Okay. So yeah, you tagged it with west because you weren't sure you're gonna get out. But what yeah. happens? Jared had. I went out for a walk because I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go check this out. So I went on a little crocodile dundee thing and i came back and i'm like well there's 10 minutes of shooting left and he's he's got his freaking headlamp on. i'm like oh are we calling it <laughs> that's not what you said at all <laughs> so i walked down he's like i shot two deer <laughs> yeah i uh i i shot the first one and i turned around to see if you could see her where she ran and you were gone yeah <laughs> <laughs> So I just chilled out for a couple minutes, and then uh, the other little one came came around and took a shot at that one too. Um, yeah, then we never did find the the first one. Uh, it was a gut shot because my bow was off. Um, yeah, the other one shot high, which is how how my bow was off. Uh, so I'm real surprised I even got her, period. Yeah, so what happens, JB2, let's segue, went this weekend and um, went hunting. And, you know, I'll just say I had some issues with that. You were, you, you sent me a message. How far off were you? I was about eight inches. At 30 yards, I was about eight inches high and like th- about three or four inches to the right. It was that far off. Jeez. I don't know enough about bows, and that's where I sent you a message back. I, like, I've shot two things with a bow in my life. But, like, are they hard or easy to knock off? Do you know? This is, I with my old sight, 
my just my spot hog. Mm-hmm. Never had an issue ever. Um, I banged that thing around. You know, it went on that all that walking and stocking last year and everything. Yeah, never yeah. an issue. But now I'm running that new Burris Oracle with the built-in rangefinder. The thing weighs like three, four pounds. Um, I I think just that extra weight, the bulkiness, it mm-hmm. catches on things more. It's heavy. It's easier to. It's cool. It's probably easier to knock off. Um, that rangefinder, I you know I really got to put it to use this weekend. And boy, even with the snow flying, it didn't skip a beat. I was I was really happy with it. I thought for sure I was going to have troubles ranging because even my rangefinder will have trouble with fog or rain. Yeah. Snow. What? So what is that thing you have? So it's the Burst Oracle. Uh, it's a range-finding bow sight. It has a little push button that sits um, on your, well, my left hand, so your bow hand, mm-hmm. not your string hand. Uh, a little button there. You, you just give her a tap, and it ranges whatever you're pointing your 20-yard sight at. Then it adds a new pin for whatever the range is. Uh, it it takes a bit to get set up. Um, you you got to set up a laser, which is actually for the rangefinder portion, so that it's looking at the same thing you're looking at. Like, is that like the range, the laser come with it, or is that like a boresight kind of deal? No, it does come with it. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I still don't have that dialed in absolutely perfect. Uh, the batteries died for that laser uh but i got fairly close even at 50 yards i was within a few inches so oh, nice it, it's not bad um but yeah then it you, you just you you draw you put your 20 yard pin on it because your 20 yard pin is always lit up and you click that button it ranges and then it adds a new pin and you just raise up or whatever for the new pin and then, yeah, I took the shot last night at 46 yards, and it was just pinpoint accuracy, and right, right through the lung, right through the heart. So, oh, nice. After I got her recited back in on Saturday or Sunday morning. So, so we're back. Sorry, I keep getting interrupted. So, you set this thing up. You got it on in that. And so when we went out west, you had it all set up, right? Mm-hmm. And it was dead on? Uh, as far as I knew. Yeah. Um, no, and I mean, I and so, like, that's where I'm wondering about bumping those things. Because, I mean, that's, like, range finding, optic sensitivity, all that good stuff. Yeah. I I, I, I wish I knew. You know, I, I hadn't had a chance to really shoot it a whole lot before we went out so who knows maybe i didn't get it set up right the first time well there's also honestly we were throwing you know how it is when you start throwing stuff in your pack you know mm-hmm. we're trucking a lot of miles we got you've got a nice mystery ranch i've got an everly stock kind of thing but you're strapping stuff in wrenching it down it's windy it's all that stuff it's nothing yeah. you know you're excuse me Tripping and falling all over the place and bumping into stuff, so that's yep. just yeah. Catching branches. Absolutely, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, I, 
I, I definitely am going to look into a better way, some kind of bow sling or something. I, I got to do something better for the walking and stalking and hiking stuff. The problem is you get so many straps on and slings and that hanging out all over yourself. It just gets to be too much, too. Like, I, uh, candidly, I like your setup more than mine, you know. The one that I like the most setup is, is and I don't know about bows, but I've always seen those stone glacier things where you've got the rifle hanging off, where I told you, off the side and that, where it's yeah. strapped in. And, you know, I don't know if you can put a bow on the side as well, so I don't know. But I would surely think like my boy's got a little Badlands one. Mm-hmm. It's just the cheap Badlands, and it has the rifle butt holder that hangs out from the bottom. But I would surely think I could just set my cam in there and strap it. Yeah, and it'd be a lot better than what I was doing. Yeah. Hmm. But they're almost neat, especially for that giant sight I have. I almost have to have something I almost custom made or something. I, I gotta figure out. I gotta get a little ingenuity going or something. Figure out some kind of padding for it or something. I do like that Kafaru, uh, you know, like gun holder deal. Mm-hmm. I lost the bottom butt powder part of mine, and I never replaced it. So I was, I didn't mind to carry my rifle and that stuff. And you had yours. I do like that. Yep. I do like the scabbard on that Everly stock. But the problem is, like, if you're like happen to walk on something and you're 150 yards away you have to take off your pack yeah. pull out your rifle you have to do all i mean it's a there's, ordeal there's no quick release thing. yeah there's no like quick snap anything pull out the rifle set it on the pack and shoot kind of thing it, from 15 seconds it goes to like a minute and a half it feels like you know which for you know just getting to a spot is fine typically yeah but you you typically don't get to a spot you just keep going <laughs> yeah well that's that kind of that western hunting thing is you know the miles and moving and uh, yeah it's a hoof it's different than stand hunting yeah. that's for sure but i i i do like the the kafaro uh sling as well um one thing I did find, though, I, I was having troubles keeping my pack situated right and not rubbing me raw in my hips and stuff if I had it in there. So using a good that good sling with a rubber on it that mm-hmm. just held it on my shoulder worked okay. But then when you're carrying a pack, it doesn't sit on your shoulder very well. So Yeah, I was raw. I was raw on my hips. I mean, that's the whole point is to put it all on your hips and not your shoulders. But I was raw, too. And like I said, my toes are still killing me. Yeah, my feet are still not happy. Well, like I said, I didn't wear, like, Danner boots. I wore those, like, speed, hiker, under armor, whatever they were. Well, they yep. they look like your basketball shoes, which, don't get me wrong, I love them. But I figured out I love them when I go turkey hunting, you know. <laughs> I don't love them yep. when I put on a pack, and not that the antelope's the heaviest animal in the world, and then walk ten and a half. Can you imagine if we were pulling elk out with those, with all, any of that set up? That's the thing I don't know enough about. Is like you hear about these guys that are just, you know, pulling monster elk and that, and I don't know. I don't know, like, you know, you know, like the weight 
eight miles in. Oh my god, I can't mm-hmm. remember, or I can't can't imagine. I should say. It, I the I I know one serious elk hunter. He goes to Colorado. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He he said on <clears throat> when he's packing out. Yeah, it's lots of breaks. Yeah. Lots and lots of breaks. Um, because he gets in there a long ways too. The his last hunt, he he went in, but he went in with like five guys. But even split up that much, they were. He said they were still each hauling, like, almost a hundred pounds. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know what a, let's not even a bull, but a cow quarter weighs. But say you take a quarter, but then you're packing out. Depending on how you camp, too. Let's say you're pulling out of camp, and if you have a small little yep. tent, that stuff. Oh my gosh, that's a hoof. That's like a, I listen to those guys yeah. in can't or not can't Alaska for Tundra Talk, and they're pulling out sheep, and like I said, they just kind of do it in sequence. You know, take out half and then go back, go up two miles, stop, set it down, go and grab the other half, kind of thing. That yep. that's bananas. Because I mean, all of a sudden you make a eight eight mile pack sixteen or a fourteen mile pack twenty eight. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. But yeah, that that's pretty crazy. Yeah, you, you gotta be, you gotta fully prep almost all year for that. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, and like my take on it, the elk hunting from my perspective was like, I didn't know what to think. Like I had a gut feeling like it was gonna be a melee, but I gotta tell you, my big game hunting this year so far has sucked. Yeah, you know, I've shot a lot of ducks, but like I went bear hunting. A whiff, because I knocked my scope off, the theme of the year. And then go elk hunting, don't see anything. Take a crack shot, which I just, it's not that that goat was moving or anything. I was just rushed and missed with my 7mm with that elk load that, well, we remember when we were sighting that in, how far off that was when you changed the loads on them. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I remember thinking, God, I'm not even confident anymore in that stuff. But I really liked the elk hunting. I really like the country. I really thought we'd yeah. run into something where at least we'd be able to put a stock on. Say we get burned, at least you see something. But I don't know, like I said, enough about them other than people were like, you got to realize, you know, the hills have like six to 8,000, given the hills are way bigger. I, I agree with that. But like you have like six to 8,000 elk, and let's say you got a few hundred in all of Harding. You know, you're just, you're just trying to kind of get lucky where they're at, you know. And the one thing, like Jake said, he goes, I've heard that with the snow, they kind of go into the butte. So maybe in December if they have some snow on that, that would, that'll change the game. Side note, we did run into a grass fire. That was crazy. Yeah. It's, first off, it's so dry out there, it's nuts. But what I don't know how much ground burnt. You know, like we're talking... Yeah, I think it was more than a mile north-south, and looking at it, it looked like it was multiple miles east-west. But, gal, how many water trucks? You think it's 40 or 50? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was really the most amazing part was yeah. just all these farmers just hauling butt out there. Yeah, yeah. All, all with their own little water trucks. Yeah. It was crazy. And, like, you know, we went out... Well, it's called, you know, a little bit before sunup, we're driving in, you know, one of those things where I have my big believer in when you go out west, as soon as you hit the ground, you're, you're hunting and that, so I don't like to go in, like, six miles and start bumping stuff when you can't see that kind of deal, 
So we get out there. Let's call it sunup and that. So we're there at sunup, and we headed back. We were going to grab a bite to eat, you know, and we were going to pack it out there, but we decided to go back to the hotel and just clean up a little bit and that. But what, what they call it noon, 1 o'clock? I don't know. So we're out there. It's called 6-ish, maybe 7-ish hours yeah. and that stuff. And we came over that hill, and we saw all the smoke. And I'm like, well, that's not good. No one would let a control burn happen because it's so dry out here. And then when you saw it, it was insane. Yeah, just so much ground, so fast. Yeah, yeah, that's what was crazy. And you know the other thing, to their point, their their praise, I should say, I'm surprised how fast they got it out. Yeah. Like, I knew they were busting it, and they had, there were some guys I saw at the tractors, like, cutting fire breaks. And then the people that were in the water trucks were just spraying constantly in that. But I was surprised how fast they got that out. Yeah, to take control of something like yeah. that is, wow, that, that takes skill. But, you know, it's kind of like, I, I, I suppose that that's kind of something they deal with out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, clearly, I mean, when you just got, they weren't volunteer firefighters, they are ranchers, and they all yep. had their pumps and water tanks on the back of their flatbeds and that. You know, it was... Yep. It was impressive, yeah. you know, and like the like biggest the thing, you know, like dedicated trucks just for that. They yeah. All had lights on them. Yeah. And then like, uh, the other thing too, is like, you know, they had those houses out there and that, and you know, I was like, yeah, it's going right at them. But they like, they got in front of that and cut that, those ranch houses out. And I thought they were going to be out there all night, but they weren't, you know, they got that no. thing put out and that was, that was done. You know what I mean? It was impressive. Yeah. And then we, we seen the. Didn't we see a, uh, some kind of sheriff's office or something game park? Yeah. Sitting out there. Yeah, he was just it. sitting there watching it. But I thought they were going to have all the water trucks out there all night. But yeah. shoot, no. They just maybe have, they had some buried in Yeah, they probably did. You're farther probably right. In, but, but yeah, man, they, they handled it. Yeah. And it was windy and it was dry. That was crazy. My take on the goat hunt was awesome. Like, I won't lie. I know I know it sucked, but I was like, yeah, I've never gone in like that far and, and had to pack one out. I mean, again, thank God it's not the largest game animal in the world, but it was yeah. it was pretty awesome to go back in there that far. It was pretty awesome to, you know, that buck was, was pretty special too. And on the archery side, I was floored at, like, uh, I'm just going to say it like this, because, you know, I know we shot does now. You know, you and I like meeting that. But, like, I was surprised how many, um, once you're in the buttes, how many whitetails there were. Yeah. It was insane. Like, I mean, uh, like, I always think of Harding as mule deer country, and I'd always heard, yeah, there's big muleys in there. They're, like... That night when we were driving, how many whitetail, those whitetail bucks we ran to, but like at that water tank, you know, all those whitetails, it was, it was cool, you know, it was cool. But yeah, I, I thought it was like all mule deer there and that wasn't the case at all. Yeah, I really wanted to shoot a mule deer, um, but I, I was perfectly content with the whitetails. And a lot of times out West River, the whitetails are much smaller, but these, yeah, seemed fairly close to what east river are yeah they had good they had good racks those two bucks we saw you know mm-hmm. we got a good we got a good look at them too 
We got a good look <laughs> oh, night one. We got a good look at a porcupine, didn't we? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh my I, I didn't see it, you know, but like you're like, what's up there? All of a sudden, somebody's got his nine clicking, clacking, <laughs> engaged. I'm gonna make it slap. I heard you say that. <laughs> yeah, there. Was, I didn't know what that. I I had no idea there was porcupines out there. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know what you so saw. You you're like, there's something. All of a sudden. All of a sudden, I see this pistol drawn. I'm like, oh, we're getting real out here. <laughs> uh, the darn thing, it kept acting like it was coming back at us. It did. It went around back into the buck brush. That's one thing those things like. But then we ran into, you know, they're, they're hit on the road. We ran to how many driving out and in on the trails and that stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. And they're so clumsy and slow. And yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. What of... Uh, what did you have you done any processing with your stuff yet? No, um, I'm going to quarter the one out tonight, and then probably tomorrow process everything. Are you? What? Uh, yep. are, are you mean like the deer? Or are you doing the goal first or what? Yeah, we'll do all of it. Oh, all of it. Yeah, that yep. was. We'll do the two does and then the antelope. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Jared, you you what did you shoot last night? Yep, just last night. Did you shoot a doe, though? Yep, real nice doe. Nice. Was that out of that, was that, out of that private joint you hunt at? Yeah. Good for um, you. I, I was a little disappointed because I had the two tags filled, so I'm like, you know, if I can knock one off. And that's how they had been coming in, yeah. is they stagger in, starting at about 536. And, but... Last night, all of a sudden, boom. Well, there's four. Five minutes later, well, there's three more. Yeah. They're, I suppose they kind of herded up because of the cold. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I waited and waited. There were two really nice standout does. Uh, and uh, the bigger one. She she kept staying off to the side of the brush to where I thought she might just bail. So and, and she was at like fifty six yards and I didn't feel comfortable taking that shot. That's a I was hoof, already, man. I was already nervous enough. That other one was at like forty, but they didn't seem to be moving in closer. So uh-huh. I, I took it she, I took her at forty six. At forty six? Yeah. And you ventilate it, right? Yes. Nice. Well, good for you. That's a polk, man. Do you like that site? Do you think it's way helpful? Yeah, it definitely saves time because it, if they're moving around, uh-huh. you, you don't have to worry. You, you can stay drawn or you can even release and just line up the... It has its own peep site, too. Yeah. So you can kind of line up that and see, check their yardages. Nice. But I always keep my other rangefinder because I was kind of double checking. Yeah. Because I was very nervous. Yeah, I get it. Well, Good for you. Again. So, yeah. Um, I got my confidence back on it now. Cool. Uh, yeah, that it, it's super nice being able to just draw, range, shoot. Mm-hmm. Did... Uh... Do you got any upcoming hunts happening, or are you just going back down there since 
I don't know how many tags you have. You just have that one. Do you have one more buck tag? Yeah, I have my any deer. Um, I'll probably hit that private ground or the other private ground I have down mm-hmm. by the river. Um, and, and try to get a buck. Try to get a nice buck. Um, there is a real nice. It, it's at least a five by five. Real nice one. That's been roaming around. Do you have a camera? Runs, but I've never. Uh, I seen him during the day for the first time, but he mm-hmm. was way off to the side. And so I might try to go sit over there. How far? Uh, he was, uh, he, uh, he was probably close to 200 yards. From oh, me. so he's a hoof. Yeah. Yeah. I, I rifle. He, oh, that would have been wonderful. Yeah. He sat there broadside the, almost the whole time scraping, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no such luck with the bow. Good for you. That'd be nice. But there's some, there's actually another buck that's been coming around. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the smallest three by three rack, but it has the biggest body. It is a beast. Really? Yeah. It's just like his antlers are way behind him. Huh. Is he, do you think he's young or like just an old and with a small rack? I, I can't tell. I, huh. I, I don't know enough about him to make that call. Um, by the looks of him, he, he sure looks, because there's bucks way smaller out there that have a bigger rack. Yeah. And even if they're forkers, they got a bigger rack. Huh. It's the tiniest little, I'll see, see if I can find one of the pictures and send them to you. Huh. That's yeah, cool. he's damn near as big as the 5x5. Five five, <laughs> well, shoot the 5x5 five five still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I got to travel for work here on Thursday for a week, and then I was going to hit it again afterwards. Nice. Hopefully the rut's still going strong. Oh, it will be. November 10th is the day, man. That's why I always say November 10th is the day. So. Yeah, it should be about the, the peak. Yeah. Well, I've got I've got hills coming up. I'm heading out here. Hold on, I got a calendar actually pulled up. I'm heading out the sixth through the tenth with my buddy Chris, and then I'm going out twentieth through twenty second for West River Deer. So, hopefully, you can do a little freezer filling uh, with that. Yeah. And then I'm gonna try the first week in December going out and uh, muzzle load. I think I might go out to the hills with my muzzle loader oh, yeah. and shoot a doe, and then uh, then head back out. And it's like every other weekend because I got kids stuff and that, but, um, and then head out and see what happens elk wise right before Christmas. I don't know. We'll, we'll give it a go. And I, my buddy Jake, I think he's going to go, but we'll see. So what tags do you have? Muzzle loader? I've got, well, well, I, I shouldn't say that because I've got Black Hills, any, or Black Hills, any whitetail. Uh, West River any deer and then for Thanksgiving I drew that uh, it's over on the northeast side of town but the city archery it's a doe tag but that's good for 10 days so right oh, after yeah. Thanksgiving I'm gonna go and sit in a blind there and just monkey around bring the kids out try and make it enjoyable and see what happens so I got that tag and I've got a muzzle loader doe 
I still got the elk tag that's open. Uh, antelope and bear I ta tag soup. still have tags available. I, I thought of one. What's that? What did you say was uh, available? So, uh, well, I, I oh, I got a bad network connection all of a sudden. What did you say was av available? I, I believe there's still some of those city eggs left. Are they really? That uh, that's a cool little deal. Don't look right now. They've uh, they've got uh, they've got three areas, so they let three hunters in at a time for is it a week or ten days? I can't even remember. But the one I'm in is the the um, one that is uh, the farthest in. But the other two they set up a blind for you, so they don't have to drag my blind all the way down there. Of course, with the kids, it'll be the longest walk, but it is what it is. But yeah, I'm. I've never hunted up there. It's right on the river, right on the northeast side of town. So we'll give it a go. Like I said, more the biggest thing is just pack a bunch of hot chocolate and coffee and let them have fun. You know what I mean? Sure. Mm -hmm. That's rifle. No, that's oh, archery. Holy. That's archery. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I think it that's looks about like it. All they have left is um, private property. Oh, yeah, I'm on the one where they allocated to, well, they got landowners that want them out, and it's on city property, too, so we'll see. There's some nice bucks down there, they're saying. I mean, it's a doe hunt, but you can take a lot of pictures in that, too. They were talking about that, so it would be perfect, you know, right after Thanksgiving, go out, like, Friday with one of the kids. You can bring one at a time, that kind of deal, so that'll be fun. Yep. Do you got yeah, any? Yeah, I got the go uh, mentor turkey tag left. Oh, you do? for my boy is that what is that yeah. in the fall is that statewide or is it november first uh that is statewide is Any it turkey really yeah oh, i didn't know that so i'm hoping we got a wild one to cook again with this year's yeah i've got a few so in, didn't do very good this spring <laughs> well if you ever need one we do a lot of trading i've got a few in the freezer still so I like to, oh, really? yeah, I like to pound them out, make a little schnitzel, bread them and fry them like chicken fried steak almost and things like that. But yeah, I've got some legs. I've got some breasts still. So you got any special recipes you're ready to concoct other than those antelope burgers I fired over? Yeah, that looks amazing. <laughs> I love that. I, I am going to do that. I, I think that would be good with any wild game. Oh, I think so too. Our buddy Johnny though, I love it. They said, what they say? 16% bacon was <laughs> yes. mixed in. He goes... Yeah, 15% make it taste like shit, but 16%'s perfect. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, uh, are you doing the neck roast? Or am I doing the neck roast? Uh, you are. All uh, right, so I got an antelope neck roast. <laughs> two, if what, you want. What's that? I was going to cut this one out for two for you. Well, whatever works, man. Whatever works, I'll take him. I'm a neck roast fiend now. Johnny got me oh, got hooked this, up with that, and I'm, like, no addicted. Beer. What's that? I, I was so exhausted after fighting with the four-wheeler that I only gutted her. I threw her in the back of the truck and left the tonneau cover up, and I drove her here and left her left the truck outside to freeze. There's nothing so I got wrong the whole with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I like I just quarter now because just it's easier to quick pack them and that stuff, and especially when you're out west, too, but, like, if you can drive your four-wheeler up and get them, and like I said, struggling with a four-wheeler still stinks, but yeah, that's the way to go, too. I mean, 
Like he, John, he's a big, big like deer ager. Like he'll put his out a long time, and he like climate controls his garage. I think it might be heated, but like then he'll like start cracking doors and that stuff, and turn off the heat, and tries to keep it like thirty eight or forty three, just in there, you know what I mean, and just let that thing dry age. And he's got, I gotta tell you, Licky's Licky knows how to make some meat. It's 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 good. That's all there is to it. It's good. I don't do that. I mean, like I said, I thought about trying to hang it outside. I just don't have anywhere. Well, there's that, and like, I like I've got a. It's not even a beer fridge now with so many kids. It's a juice box fridge. But there's a lot of guys that'll like if you can hang some racks in your garage fridge or something like that, and they'll just hang quarters and like tie them up with twine on a rack if you sure. that you build in there and just kind of dry age them in a fridge too. I haven't. I've have not uh, done that though ever. You know, but yeah, I, no, I just got her sitting in the back of the truck. Yeah, I'm gonna hang her up here in a little bit and uh, let her thaw a little bit. And... Yeah, yeah. Well, good for you. And that's a that was a good little fall so far for you. Yeah, it, uh, I'm still upset I missed that first buck out there. Um, I didn't hear about oh, that. that was... What happened? Oh, remember when we were the day before we found the water tank we were looking at that other water oh tank never yeah sorry rate. i'll tell you what you set that thing up right though well there it explains what happened to there it must have been off for that yeah mm-hmm. I, I must have shot oh i know i shot right over him yeah but i thought it was because of how i was sitting we were sitting what did we do we were sitting up on this break that looked like great elk country too. And there's a water tank down low and it was at like 200 whatever yards and two little small white tail. Were they both bucks? No, it was a buck and a doe. A buck and a doe. So a little small buck and then a, a white tail doe came walking up and Jared's like, I'm, what do you think? I'm like, go get in front of him. Sure as heck, right up this little through fair where we saw another buck that got bumped cause he was in the brush and that, that Jared stalked within 20 yards of, um, they walk right up that path and it just just didn't connect. You know what I mean? Yep, yep, yeah. He walked right up to me, and I, yep, I just everything did feel wrong. So I <laughs> when I took that shot, so I I had no clue that the bow was actually off. Yeah, it still stinks when you're like not feeling right. You know, I've been there too, where it just doesn't feel. And then there's the one where it feels perfect and it works out. And then there's the one where, like when I was bear hunting, I'm like felt perfect and he still missed you're like how'd that happen yeah. oh i get it like well, both those deer at the water tank i shot it the shots felt perfect i, I was perfectly comfortable yeah everything felt great the one was gut and we didn't find that and the other one the other one was far back but it was perfect it just blew far back was, through all the vitals right out that front shoulder you know what i mean just mm-hmm. blew it apart it was perfect that was a perfect shot I don't know how I was quartering in that stuff, but all I know is when we were cutting that thing up and dragging them like that's perfect. Yeah, it, it worked. We got a little meat. Yeah. Go home empty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and like I said, you know, I mean, it's cool. And I'm one of those people, you know, it's especially the last day, you're like, I'm not going to drive 500 miles out to go bow hunting for a weekend and that stuff when you yeah. can go ahead and hunt the places that you got. What is that within? It's less than an hour, right? Yeah, it's about 40 minutes away. Yeah, it's perfect. That's perfect hunting. So. For evening hunts on the weekends, it works out pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. 
Good for you. You got any closing thoughts, my friend? I'm tired. Still tired. <laughs> yeah, he's tired from messing with the four-wheeler. I'm tired, too. I, I won't lie. I went out. I've been duck hunting. And the best part is, like, I get my sleep schedule all messed up because, like, last night I fell asleep at, like, 8 o'clock. We went to looks for dinner. I fell asleep at 8, and I'm up at, like, 3.30 because it's seven and a half hours. So I started... You know, replying to texts from 9 o'clock because I was out. And my one buddy's like, I'm worried about you. I'm like, you don't need to be. I'm just messing up my sleep schedule. It'll be back in two days. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm shot, too. Messes you up. Your voice gets all hoarse. But we shot, uh, we shot, I got into, I shot a limited green wing teal. And I like those ducks. And mallards. Is that what that picture you set out was? No, that was a buffle head for Corey. Just a mess. Actually, my buddy Reed oh. shot it, too. It wasn't even me. I just said, let me take a picture of this and rub it in. It's the one thing Corey's always wanted to mount. And, like, oh, I got to tell you, that duck, okay. too, when I grabbed it, I'm like, it was in the perfect plumage. I'm like, oh, poor Corey. <laughs> and every year he's like, when am I going to get invited? And every year I forget to invite him. <laughs> no, it's terrible. But, yeah, we got into some bufflehead's and early divers, green wings. So I suspect the redheads, the cans. You know, the bluebills and then the mallards will all be coming down too. Sounds like, I didn't check the report, but it sounds like North Dakota is about capped out. And I, I'd imagine everything's sitting up in that Aberdeen-ish area and things. So, and, and we, we, we don't hunt up there. So, but it was, it was awesome shoot. And then Sunday we went out with the snow. The roads are terrible. It took me forever to get up there. And Reed and I yeah. banged out five or six. I don't even know anymore, but banged out a few ducks. We ended up picking up and moving. We're, we thought ducks were, and they were there, but they're like sitting in slush. So we set up, and there was, yeah, it was terrible cover, and we ended up just shooting one or two more there. So it wasn't the best on Sunday. Saturday was awesome, but we were with some guys, uh, my buddy Tom and Andy. They were holding out for mallards, and they just weren't there. So we ended up shooting between all of us four, fifteen, sixteen, somewhere in there. I mean, it's still a good little shoot, but like, like I said, yeah. we probably could have. Hammered out a limit. It was just a matter of holding out for some green heads that just weren't there. So it was fun. It was a blast. I do love duck hunting. You ever done that? No, I haven't. You haven't lived. It, do, you, do you like it better in like snowy conditions or? There's a lot of people that yes, like sir. wind and some sun. Wind, because if you're like we sit in like cattails and that, you can get away with movement. Sun, oh, so they sure. can see the decoys. My favorite hunts are actually like Sunday where it's overcast with wind and snow because one, you can get away with movements. Two, I still believe they fly lower just when it's like that. I mean, you always hear these old things, oh, it's a duck hunter's day. Well, there's a lot of duck hunters that like a clear day with wind. And I've shot a lot. We've shot a lot of ducks on clear days with wind. I'm not going to say it. I think wind's really nice. Makes the decoys move, makes cattails move, so sure. you can let... If it's dead still, the decoys aren't moving, and you make one little flinch, and, you know, especially this time of the year, they've given they aren't hunting in Canada, but if they're hunting in Canada, they've been shot all the way from Saskatchewan to South Dakota. They get a little bit leery. You know, and you can see this year, too. I mean, they're already, even though I haven't been like that, they... They don't like flying over shorelines. You can tell because every time you're on a shoreline, it feels like they get a boom-boom shot at them. You know what I mean? So... But yeah, duck hunting, I won't lie. When I was elk hunting, they're, my buddies are back, you're reading those guys that are back here shooting ducks. I'm like, I shouldn't be elk hunting. 
I'm addicted to ducks, man. I'm a duck hunting fool. Did did somebody bring a dog out? Uh yeah. Um, Tommy brought his little lab out. He's got like a little forty or fifty pound lab, just a perfect size. Sorry, got meat and coming nice. up. Yeah, but like reading that, you know, we go out and we go in to some bigger water, but then we go into bays where it's shallow, where you can go and get your ducks. If not, we got the boat and that. We both had dogs in the past. It's just a matter of now. We're in a part of life where it's. Yeah, I won't lie. It's kind of nice not having to train and feed and do all that stuff. I loved, loved, loved training dogs. I'm sure I'll get back into it. It's just now it's kind of kid zone and duck boat zone for me now. Well, they're kind of like, you know, a, a smaller child. Oh, absolutely. It, and, like, the biggest thing a is... a lot of time, a lot of work. Yeah. It's just a lot of attention you have to divert. Yeah, and I was sitting there, I'm like, you know, I would always do this. I'd do 20 minutes in the morning before I went to work, and then uh, 20 minutes when I got home from work, and then 20 minutes right, you know, before the sun went down, or whatever, you know what I mean? Just work with them, exercise them, and things like that. Well, it's an hour a day, you know what I mean? And that's, yeah, it's all right, but at the same time, I mean, you have to do it all year, and, you know, really, let's say you start grouse hunting, that's September 1st, or dove hunting, or whatever it is, and, it, you know, now in South Dakota, they moved it to the end of January, so you get more, so you get, like, five months of work out of them, but then you got seven months of just, yeah, keep training, gotta keep going with it, and that stuff, because, I mean, if you're gonna train your dog, I always say this, this is my little spiel, it's like, if you're not gonna train your dog, shame on you, you know what I mean, anybody, like, keeps them in a kennel all year, and then brings them out opening day, and then is screaming at them, not wondering what's, or wondering what's going on, that's on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I've always said that. So I always ran my dogs. And then when I, I would run multiple dogs, you know, I really got into training. I mean, all of a sudden that's like, you know, gets me an hour and a half because you run, do some things at the same time, but it's an hour and a half a day. And, and not that I didn't love it, but now it's just with all the kids and sports and all that stuff, it's just, it's just not in the cards yeah. right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, yeah, those train dogs I, I, I envy those you know they're they're, they're just great animals yeah they, they want to work well and i always i learned this from a guy he said two things one you buy from a, a reputable guy and he, you know i'd sit there and they'd be like oh i messed up my dog he goes it takes an awful lot for a dude to mess up a good dog he kept saying that and in the end i won't i won't lie i didn't know what i was doing i read a book i followed i followed the navda book Ended up with two great dogs that everybody always praised and that stuff. And I didn't take credit for it. I gave them the time. I'll take credit for that. But in the end, they were just good dogs. They were just good dogs from good bloodlines, and they were fun to train. So that's one thing I will say. I do miss, but, like, I also I'm not ignorant to say that time is of the essence with those things. So mm-hmm. yeah. Anything else you got, Chief? Otherwise, we're about ready. I got some meetings since we did a late lunch yeah. podcast. Yeah, I got a busy afternoon as well so all right thanks brother appreciate it all right you bet bye have a good one you bet bye